What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to the Pits Podcast. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and joining us. We got a little cute little topic to talk about today and some messy, 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 messy things also to go over. But before we get into all of that, this is a space where we give our opinions on pop culture, do our best to keep it real as always. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, we try our best to remain true to ourselves because without doing that, Honey, what is friendship? What is being honest? What is being real? What is anything? So we have to keep it real. We have to, always. And with that being said, this is a safe space for you, but not your mess. And that includes us, okay? So without further ado, it's your boy, Jay. It's your girl, Katie the Great. It's your boy, Q, aka Tired as Hell. <laughs> and it is your girl. It's your girl. It's your girl, E. Kane. And you are now entering the pits. Come on in. Come on in. Welcome back, E. Kane. Welcome back. Right. Like, you missed your girl. If it is time, if you hear what's going on in the background, you know why I've been out. Wait a minute. Kim, what's what's that? What's the, What you drinking over there? It looks like electric blue. It's um, I have my own little con- concoction going on here. It's a Mountain Dew Rise, LeBron James, <laughs> and okay. I also have some Patron okay. mixed together, and it it's so wonderful. Go ahead, well, y'all, check that out. Go to your nearest store and get that Mountain Dew Rise energy drink along with that Patron. Mix it together, and you have yourself a drink. Mountain Dew, pay my girl, <laughs> you know, let's not do this. Okay. Send her a check, honey. Send uh, her a check. Miss E.K., what's in that water bottle? Because, <laughs> damn, sorry, in the water. <laughs> what's we'll see. Oh. Um, my man been gone for a week, so this is some cranberry juice, some pineapple juice, some lemon juice, and some apple cider vinegar. If you know, you know. Mm. And a little raw honey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one thing we do know is that we know. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Honey, if y'all ever miss out on something, y'all must check in, um, especially on Sundays, because Q, our lovely Q, does our um, self-care Sundays. And y'all should check that out. You know, keep your mind, get your body together. You know, keep yourself and your partner happy. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> that part. Katie, how you doing? How you doing this week, girl? What's going on? Oh, um, well, Monday started off a little uh, shitty. I almost mm-hmm. quit my job about three or four times. Well, okay. several times. If it wasn't for the bottle <laughs> and my hookah, oh, I probably would have quit on Monday. <laughs> oh, shit. But I had my handy dandy bottle beside me. Uh-huh. Taking my shots. <laughs> Not on the clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to get through these co- fucking call centers. They are something. And the people um, that want their unemployment, go get your ass a fucking job. Okay. It's easy. It's simple. Go get your ass a fucking job, please. 
Period. Uh, I will say this: if unemployment is paying more than that job, but you know, I don't, I don't blame you. You know, you might want to walk but out. If you're gonna complain, years. if you go complain about not getting what? your check, because you are unemployment, go get your goddamn job back, please. Oh yeah. But that's on you. That's, oh, that's, that's about the thing, bitch. You're like, what the fuck? They done fucked up. They claim. Also, just for anybody's wondering, um, she speak. She works for a third party. She works for the local Hattiesburg Veterinarian Clinic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if anybody knows KD or maybe familiar with her job. She uh-huh. works at the veterinarian's clinic if y'all wanted to call in or anything. <laughs> well, luckily, I don't work at the veterinarian's clinic. <laughs> Look, Katie said, here, if it's up and it's stuck, baby, do what you got to do. Okay. Because me, one thing about me, <laughs> I can go get another job. Hello. Listen. Q, what's goody? Um, it has been hell on earth over here. <laughs> Um, so much has been breaking down in my department uh-uh. at the place where I work, and it seems like every day something's breaking down. And so today was just the last straw because we are three days behind. We are backed up three days with uh, specimens and things to process. So I came up with a plan, presented it to the doctors and the director. They loved it. So now I got to roll out of bed in the morning and just be on everybody's ass. They need to cut the check. Yeah. They need to. They keep calling me, oh, supervisor, oh, manager. I don't get paid to do that. Oh, well, listen. Can y'all raise my pay? You need to show up tomorrow. So you need to show up tomorrow and be like, so I got the plans, but I'm going to need the raise before I um, implement anything. Implement anything. Because this title that y'all are calling me, I'm going to need the money behind it. That's where I am. I've been there before. I tried it. Well, you look blessed and you look highly favored. So thank you. Thank you. I at least the stresses aren't showing through your melanin. <laughs> hey, girl, what's good? Miss EK, girl, you mentioned that your man is going, girl. What's going on? You listen. You know, I've just been enjoying so much needed a long time. You know, chilling, getting myself together. Um, wedding planning uh, for the third time. Girl. Ignoring all my emails and text messages from my boss. So let's pray I still got a job when July 26 comes. Because what you're not going to do is cut my short cuts the summer. I mean, ain't it summertime? They've been emailing us and it's summertime. And y'all already cutting my summer short. I got to go back in July 26, honey. No, this is me time. I'm self reflecting right now. Short for what? I'll see y'all July 26. I, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I wouldn't even know why she texted me because I didn't ask. <laughs> I don't need to fake, fake, hey, how you doing? How's your summer going? You don't care, ma'am. You want to ask me a question job related and I'm not even going to open that door, so no. Because she's not working. At all. Hmm. Well, child, my work experience has been great. <laughs> <laughs> At least one of us. <laughs> so I just been chilling, doing my little job, you know, um, going on my little hikes and whatnot and, you know, it's been good over here. Real chill vibes. Um, I'm hoping it stays that way. I like this dude. Because, you know, a couple of months ago, it was a lot going on. 
and now things have settled out and calmed down. So I'm I'm grateful and blessed. Well, um, Q. The situation you got going on. I like that because I at first I didn't know what was happening. I was like, this is nigga buy this or did he create this? Did he sold this. I like this whole direct situation. If y'all are listening, go to YouTube and just look at this creation. It'll make sense once we get into the hot topic because every episode this month, he, she, they, them, it's all of this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and when okay, you want to face it out, it's all of that, honey, because we, I'm what every woman. Oh, we might as well slide on over. <laughs> 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 okay. What's happening? Okay, so KD, we love the way you say it, girl. So bring us into the next segment. Y'all already know what it is. It's going. We better go ahead and get into it. What's happening with you? What's popping? What's popping? What's popping? <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting on it. <laughs> 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 Insert her rewind sound. Let's run it back. <laughs> What's popping with you? <laughs> What's popping? What's popping? What's popping? What's popping? Okay, so to start out with what's popping, um, speaking of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, Raiders defensive lineman Carl, is it Nasib or Nasib? I don't I don't know how to say it. Uh, but yeah. he came out um, as the first openly gay active NFL player. Jay, thoughts? First thing that came to my mind was the black man. I guess he wasn't an active NFL player. Like, wasn't his name Michael that came out a couple of years ago and then we never heard from him again? Michael Sam. Yes. yes. That was my first train of thought because I was like, first. But I was like, oh, they had to throw that active in there because, you know, mm-hmm. active. But outside of that little bit of shade, good for him. You know, good for him. I don't know. I'm kind of at a place when certain people come out in certain industries or fields, it kind of feels like something else sometimes. Granted, it could just be like, I'm at a happy place, like he said, I'm comfortable with myself, I'm extremely private with my life, I'm doing this and it may save someone's life later on down the road. You know, I respect all of that. My whole thing, I guess at this point in my life, I'm like, well, he's definitely not the only one no. gay in the NFL. That's- but he could be like opening those doors as him being an act, still active or whatever. So we're yeah. Yes. Active. So I'm thinking like maybe this will help other people once they step back and look at how the rest of his career goes. Right. Other people might be like, oh, well, shit, I can be comfortable in my own skin too and still play the game that I love without the harsh critiques that we would have gotten, you know, many, many years ago. But, you know, kudos to that man. I'm proud of that man for coming out and living in his truth. Um, It doesn't seem like he's getting too much backlash right now. So kudos to that. Uh, And I won't get into any of the rest of the things because I'm just going to let him have his moment to celebrate. And I'm going to see how this plays out. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, let's watch because we saw how that happened, how that played out with Michael Sam and how he never made it onto that field during a professional game, um, which just lets me know how the NFL operates within a code of silence behind the scenes and how they handle things. So in the words of Jay, let's see how that plays out. And because let's face it, the NFL has not had a lot of great um, – I'm sorry, y'all. The NFL has not had a lot of great spotlights in these damn shoulders. But I mean, you know how all these companies around here, they all fake inclusive now. So, you know, they gonna, they might try to do their little, oh, we support oh, it. You know, um, they just had the article about them not paying what is it? Not paying uh, the black players mm. enough when it comes to um, some kind of a lawsuit. They filed a lawsuit against them. I'm gonna have to look more into it. Mm. But they uh, black players filed a lawsuit against them, talking about like the payouts for um, head injuries or whatever. Oh, oh, concussions and whatnot. Right, and so um, they were paying the white players more. Because the basis of it was that the um, the black players they didn't have the intelligence, I should say, they didn't have the right level of intelligence as the other players. I'm gonna look more into it and I'm presenting to y'all. But they still just know that's that. Why, that's why I'm like, I'm just gonna let this man live and shine in his moment and try to forget about the NFL portion of it because. <laughs> You know, it is what it is. Who's next on the list? Um, let's see. Oh, have y'all heard about what's happening on TikTok? Oh, black black about the black is. about the black creators not dancing. Yes, KD, take it away. I, I love it. I fucking love it. Excuse my language. I love it because you, because <clears throat> y'all want to take everything that we um, make up. Y'all want to put a name to it, like y'all did it, <laughs> but you didn't, you can't dance. Because what they did do, you put your hands on your knee. Girl, no way, girl, no way. Denise down here, honey. <laughs> They're down here. <laughs> well, y'all didn't do head, shoulders, knees, and toes in elementary. Because <laughs> clearly- you, you They don't only think to it. They know what they they know what their needs are in their culture. You know, they know. Yeah. Oh, they do. Uh, uh, yeah, I find that shit so funny to me, and I don't even know if it's deliberate on TikTok, but I live for the fact that it's happening. Honey. No, they've oh. been seeing it for a while. Like they went on a whole little like Strike situation for it. Yeah, like we're not doing it. Now let's see how entertaining and creative y'all can be since y'all ain't doing this. Let's see what you got. What's your culture? And you know, yeah. uh, I was looking at a thread on Twitter and it was like, everyone standing in solidarity. And then I think one couple was just wanted to test the waters. And so they made up a little dance and they posted it, stolen, just like that. No credit, no comments, no nothing. So they gave the bait, y'all took it, which we clearly already knew what was going on. And now y'all standing here, just standing around and waving your hands in the air, 
y'all don't even listen to the lyrics because Megan is saying hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thought shit. It's, you know, she's telling you what to do. So I don't understand. They trying to touch God knees. This, 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 this oh. Who's God? Who's God? <laughs> <laughs> Who's God? Because if it's that blonde hair, blue eyed one, you know. They're, 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 they're God. They're, he don't know where his knees at either. Okay. <laughs> he don't know where his knees okay. at either. He don't even know that he's um here, really. So, Thank uh, you. Yeah. Okay. Who next? <laughs> All right, uh, Lala is leaving Carmelo Anthony. What's new? Uh, Should have been did this shit. Uh, this is the. Ain't been divorced, divorced. I wish I could say it's the second outside child, but actually, uh, it was twins this time. Mm-hmm. So now there are three that we know of outside children, and mm-hmm. Lala has finally filed for divorce. Are they really considered outside kids though? Because they really ain't been together. I mean, honestly, you're right. Girl, them outside the marriage. I feel like Lala was waiting for her son was old enough to form strong opinions of his own before she was like, okay, you almost in high school or out of high school. We're done. Because honestly, like y'all said, I thought they had been divorced. Mm-hmm. Not been separated for like five years. She been dating people. So that's why I said like they're they're separated. Like is this even considered like an outside child? Is this even considered to be dating? Like were they working on it or were they just like Not the way she been posting and going on dates and stuff, ain't no way they could have been working on it. I didn't know she was dating nobody. Me either. I don't, even, I don't think I follow her. Check the stories. I don't, honey. Which I guess Lala ain't waiting. So <laughs> Hey, good for you, Lala. Either, she knew, you know, with legally, she probably had to get some paperwork. You know, they got a lot of money involved and stuff like that. So she probably just gonna hop out and just file no papers like that. Oh yeah, it's a lot of that. money. Because um, she been with him crazy. since he's been in the league. Yeah, first year, right right into the league or whatever. Yeah, she's been with him for a while. Yeah. Oh, you know, she probably had to get her get her stuff together before her she paperwork together. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kim probably her attorney work you, girl. <laughs> Now, I love Lala, but Lala. She better not be no fool. No point. It's like he was. He ain't no really big name franchise player no more. She better not be crazy and let go listen to Kim and sit over there. She better go listen to Sierra or Vanessa. Kim got too much shit going on right now. I, I just couldn't be the woman that he needed me to be. Girl, don't listen to her. Quit. I'm sorry. Did she say she couldn't be the woman that he? <laughs> we got five minutes, y'all. We got five minutes. Okay. Y'all, we trying to stay on task on a timeline, honey. We trying to keep it together to keep these episodes, you know, short, cute, interesting. Okay. Uh, so, Usher. <laughs> it came out that T Pain and Usher were on a flight together, and Usher had the flight attendant to wake T Pain up. So that he can come to the back of the plane where Usher was. And when he made it there, um, he said Usher started small talk and then went into telling him how he ruined music with auto-tune. Erica Kane, <laughs> how are you feeling? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, go ahead. Usher with the herpes. Usher's with Usher with the with the fake money. Usher, that's the Usher we talking about. That's the one, not the Usher at the Mountain Baptist Church. You got the right one. 
um, first of all, people clearly <laughs> ain't never heard T-Pain in person because he literally sounds better than the auto-tunes, if we just being honest. Yes. Totally. So, no, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> that two albums been flopping. T-Pain can come hit now and, and gonna put out uh, some good music. You hear me? See, I didn't know that. And I feel like the industry really did. With writing credits and producing credits. So, uh, shit, that's not your battle. It's really not, brother man. Don't you got a show coming up in LA, in Las Vegas? Get that together. Which it should be cute. Hopefully it's cute. And but, come out when he was on there with that dress and whatever he had on. The last <laughs> performance of the video that I saw. That was come out. <laughs> oh, sure. It's not your battle, sir. Okay, I'm done. Don't ask me. Oh, oh, sure. Go home. No, I have not. <laughs> Girl, I, saw the pictures, I saw the pictures and the videos, honey. It's the Lord. But work. <laughs> <laughs> and we love oh. Usher in the community, but it's just like, child, we keep forgiving you. We shouldn't have forgave you for going around spreading STDs, knowing it to these women. But we let you back in the community. Okay. And we try to still listen to your music, even though for some reason Justin Bieber was making music like you, but then you started making music like Justin Bieber, and then it just got really muddy. And you thought you was gonna create a new genre of music. Don't forget, we don't forget. You said you was gonna create a new genre of music, and it didn't. It sounded like techno. What new genre? It was EDM, and you tried to say it was yours. No, if we really want to be technical, Kelly Rowland and David Guetta with Love Takes Over started EDM to mainstream. So what what are you doing? Next, we got two minutes. Can we get off? Of, okay, um, the last two minutes. No offense, if you have herpes out there, I'm not shaming you or anything like that. Mm. Um, we I can heard it's one pill a day or, you know, something like that. You know, this is not my battle. Neither. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of the Lord, Andy, um, give Blaze that restaurant they got shut down completely over to the Lord. Mm. Trick Daddy, mm. we're going to address you later because I think um, someone in here is going to take you to the pits. But I just want to say it is the Roach reviews <laughs> on Google for me. Because three of them, one said it has roaches. That was it. <laughs> another one, I thought I saw a roach run over my steak. <laughs> and the last one I saw was I walked into the bathroom and like somebody gave birth. It was blood and roaches everywhere. <laughs> they are killing him with these roach reviews. <laughs> and Baby, the reviews went from like... <clears throat> I think the reviews went from like a four point something to like a 2.9 and like steadily decreasing. 2.6 now. All because you opened your mouth mm -hmm. about something you shouldn't have. But I'm taking your ass fully to the pits later. So. All right. <laughs> well, that is it for what's popping. One more thing, Candy Girl. We know what's oh. going to be on next season, girl, but keep your head up, sis. Keep your head up, sis. Candy I mean, on Broadway, girl. Because Candy keep a coin. She right, she is not her. <laughs> no, Mama keeps a coin. She's about to be on Broadway soon. She keeps a coin. Mm -hmm. So, thank you, Q, for our what's popping. Katie, do we? Yes, that's it. 
<laughs> Thank you for that. We appreciate you. So now that we're done with the mess for now, KD is going to be leading our discussion this week. So let's get into it. Alrighty, y'all. Alrighty, y'all. Shout out to Diana. She got a new album out. Diana has a new album out. Shout out to her. But go ahead. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes. All right. All right. I had to play that bit tune because, hey, coming out. I love everybody that is coming out. Um, In the spirit of Pride Month, thank you to my LGBT community. I'm proud of y'all. Um, this topic is about coming out and how the heterosexuals can support uh, those coming out and serve as their allies. Mm. So, Jay, can you start us off with your coming out story? Yes. Um, it's interesting for me because I don't think I've ever heard either one of y'all stories. Like him, I just, I mean, I ain't gonna say I just knew, but I mean, I feel like, you know, we was close enough to where I knew. And Jay, I've never heard your story. Should I open a bottle? Okay. You was already out <laughs> when I met you, so. I don't think we had No, because I was already the one. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, when I met y'all. <laughs> um, okay, yes. I can uh, tell my coming out story. Um, first off, I would say not everybody's journey, but a lot of us, for the people that stay, you know, something has to have happened to you. There has to be a cause and reaction to why you are the way you are. I would like to say no. Before I even knew what sexuality was, I already knew that I was different from other boys. I'm talking about like four and five years old, right? And people like say, well, how can you remember back so far? Well, when really traumatic things are happening in your life at a young age, you tend to remember them. So I can specifically remember um, braiding, like I used to do my cousin's hair on the school bus on the way to school. I'm talking about like plaited, barrettes, knockers, the whole thing. And my bus driver used to always yell at me and tell me to stop playing in her hair. Boys don't play in girls' hair. Well, I do. That's where the things kind of like start. I'm like, <laughs> and then of course, growing up in the church, hearing different things, you know, snowball effect. Um, but yeah, so I knew from a very young age of who I was and who I was meant to be, but I also knew I had to hide the things to remain safe to remain um like I liked my friends I didn't want to lose my friends and I knew that those types of things may cause issues and friction there so I didn't come out the first person I well mm, the first person that wasn't gay that knew that I actually verbalized the words to I was in college um, cause I dated like in high school or whatever. So obviously they knew, <laughs> but the first person that was not gay that I came out to was actually my cousin. <laughs> uh, we were roommates at Kapaya Lincoln Community College and we were 
like we went to Upper Bound together. We were real close, but he was like, he was like a Snoop Dogg type thug, you know, he, he his hair was always laid. <laughs> he had real long hair, whatever, but he he hung out with like the thug thugs, right? But he was my cousin. So he would never really just let anybody disrespect me, at least in, in my presence. We never let anybody disrespect me. So when we went to college, we decided to be roommates because we cousins, this is easy or whatever. And he used to always have girls over, you know, banging them out, whatever. <laughs> and I would just be chilling or whatever. And one night I was like, I got something to tell you. And he was like, what? And then I was like, I'm gay. Or I might have said, I fuck boys. I don't know. I might, it, might have <laughs> it might have been something real longer. Who knows? <laughs> it was just something along those lines. I told him. And then he was just like, cool like yeah you are you do and I was like okay cool that was easy so you know I started bringing boys to the room banging him out the same way he was banging the girls out in the room and you know he was real chill about that you know we still cool people uh so that was fairly easy for me because honestly truly I already knew that he knew so that I think that's why I came out to him because I knew that he already knew because I had friends that he was friends with that were already very much out. So I felt comfortable coming out to him. Now my parents was a whole nother situation, y'all. So when things started getting interesting, I had just graduated high school and I was riding through the community saw a boy that I had not seen since fourth grade. That same boy was my first kiss in fourth grade, but I hadn't seen him since. Dude, dude had body. So, so I was round through the community, whatever, whatever, whatever. You want to come back over to our, my house? Da, 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 da. He came back to my house, yada, yada, yada. Mom came home early. She was mm-hmm. like, why is Adam here, but his name's not Adam. Why is Adam here? And because to her, we didn't know each other like that. Like, and she was a teacher at the school that he went to. So she knew him like that. But she was like, y'all don't, y'all not friends. Like, why is he, <laughs> why is he over here? And I was just like, girl, okay. I was like, you know, just round the neighborhood. I saw him, we was catching up, you know, we, you know, da, 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 da. So I think then she started kind of being like okay literally first year of college christmas i remember like it was yesterday she was cooking pulling something out of the oven and i was like mom i got something to tell you (laughs) you know with all the attitude and sass that i usually have and i was like i'm gay and she just kind of kept doing what she was doing she didn't really skip a beat like (laughs) kept preparing the things and she was just like okay yeah, and she was, you know, how much, how much baked beans you want? Like, you know, she just kept doing what she was doing, which, you know, respectable. She was just trying to understand. And then she was like, you know, you have to tell your dad. And I was like, do I have to tell my dad? <laughs> and she was like, you have to tell your dad. I was like, okay. So he came home from work. And then I told him, I was like, dad, I need to talk to you. So we went into the den and then we sat down. And then I told him the same thing that I told my mom. And then he was like, you know, 
this is a phase, you know, all boys go through this. And I was like, not all. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not my brother and you, but okay. <laughs> and okay, what's like, my stories? What did you do? <laughs> right, you know, I'm thinking like, all work. So, but also my dad's very intimidating. So he was like, it's just a phase, all good, it's okay. And I was like, cool, it's a phase, it's all good, it's okay. <laughs> like, let's move on with dinner and all of the things. Um, shortly after that, I moved off campus, moved in with my ex, uh, really popular family in that community. So it did not take long for the news to get back to my dad that I was living with this boy and not on campus. And then that's when the shit started. And that's when it was like, I'm going to take your car. Uh, I'm cutting you out of the wheel. Uh, any monetary things that we give you, that ends now. But like, y'all know me. Like, y'all know me and y'all know how... Y'all know how I operate when somebody tells me no or tells me they're going to stop doing something. So I was just like, okay, my boyfriend got two cars. <laughs> like, you can take the car. That's cool. You know, I was like, mommy ain't got money. Like, like it's good over here. It's good. And then that's when it was like, let me, I'm going to send you somewhere to some school and they're going to get this out of you and, you know, all these things like that. And then that's when I um, made the decision and verbalized. I was like, okay, if you can accept me for who I am, you can have everything that you've given to me up until this point, And then we cannot have a relationship. And he was basically like, cool. <laughs> so he ended up not taking my car. I kept my car, but we did not talk. And so as a result, me and my mother did not talk. And she did not like that because I was a mama's boy and we lived for each other. And I was like, I'm not coming to visit because I'm gonna have to see him. I'm not coming to his house, period, died. She's like, well, can I come visit you? And I was like, I really prefer you not because then you're gonna have to go back home and tell him that you came to see me. And I don't really even want him, I don't even want that energy at all, actually. So I didn't, I didn't speak to my dad for like two years. <laughs> Mind you, he lived like 30 minutes away. My parents lived like 30 minutes away. I didn't speak to them for like two years. My mom, I would talk to here and there, but I would not go out there to visit them. And eventually my mom was kind of like, look, that's my son. I miss him. You're going to have to get it together because Jeremy's not like the other ones, my siblings. He meant what he had said. Like he will not, he will just not talk to us again. And she knew that about me. She knew that if I felt very strongly about something that that's just what it was for me. It was like, okay, I'm dating this guy, his family, it took a long time for his whole, he had a whole coming out story of his own, but his family was cool with me. I was still in school. I had a job. I had my car. Me and the guy I was dating were doing very well. So I wasn't really missing anything. And the relationship I had with my siblings was already wavy at that time. Cause they're like 10, 12 years older than me. 
So I was like, well, this just feels like normal, whatever. <laughs> and so she had that conversation with him and he, he came to college, to, to school one day and was like, you know, parked behind my car and I thought it was going to be a whole scene. And then he was like, that blocked you in girl blocked me in so that's why I thought it was going to be a whole situation <laughs> like and then he was like your mama said that you don't talk to her and I was like no because that would mean talking to you in some way form or fashion and last we spoke you don't claim me so there's nothing to just talk about nothing to discuss <laughs> and he's like well it's it's hurting your mom da, 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 da. I was like oh okay that and see i'm i'm a real petty nasty ass bitch if i've been hurt so i was like that's your wife not mine she's hurt in your home not mine <laughs> like like these are not these are not my issues if you're trying to tell me you're sorry i'm gonna need you to say that like i'm gonna need you to act i all this beating around the bush about mom mom's not here you're here so he it, he he still didn't say like i'm sorry but in his way he was like you know try to apologize and you know i want you to come around you're still my son i still i, I still love you da, 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 da. but it took a while and um honestly it still be taking a while because still little things i don't like when i talk to my siblings it's still very much it's a phase it's still very much I will marry the girl that I used to be best friends with in like fifth grade. It's still very that, but I try to give grace because fathers and their sons, especially black fathers and their sons. So I be I really try to give grace the older that he gets, but it wasn't easy, but it wasn't as hard as some people I know that came out to their parents. Some some people I know that came out to their parents aren't living because they came out to their parents. So yeah, my dad was pretty shitty to me at first, but it's better now. But I, I, I mean, I'm glad I'm, came, I'm glad I came out, but I'm glad I waited till I was an adult, like 20 and older to come out because I had a job and I wasn't living at home. Mm -hmm. I would have never came out if I would have still been living at home, period. That wouldn't have happened. That's my little story. <laughs> KD, girl. Yeah. Yours is a little different than mine, I know. Uh, um, I have a couple of coming out stories. <laughs> oh, before, before um, I move on, I, I, wanna, I just want to ask. So when I met y'all, E, Q, um, Phoenix is not here. So when I met y'all, I was already the person that I am. Mm -hmm. So when I like came into the group, which I guess y'all are already friends with KD and obviously she was already out when we came to college. But what was that, what was it like for y'all when I came into the scene and into the picture just being like me? I mean, Honestly. what you, <laughs> what you mean? I mean, I'm a type of person, like, like I told uh, KD earlier, like, we kind of knew, but we don't knew, like, 
you assume, but I, I take stuff at, at face value. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, like, go tell nobody, like, oh, yeah, he gay. Like, until you tell me that you are something, then it's not my business as hell. Like, you just, and then even if I'm a vibes person, like, you're, you're happy, you're living your life for yourself. As long as you good, that's all I really care about. I was like, okay, we got some energy. Come on, show somebody can go back and forth. Let's go. So, I mean, it really wasn't nothing. Like, I don't think. Like, yeah, I didn't even think about your sexuality like when I first met you, if that makes sense. Okay, let's go. You know, I knew it wasn't gonna be no issue for me. Like, right. You want no negative, Nancy. You want no negative, like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm a a real vibes person. Like, as long as you good, then. Was good and ready for the shit. (laughs) So, true. But yeah, like, your sexuality wasn't the first thing that I saw when I met you, if, if that makes sense. Got it. Same. And I think that's because the way we were raised, um, because my dad made it a point when we were younger, because, well, I guess I should go back a little bit more. My uncle um, came out as bisexual. um, And then my grandmother used to own a club and she used to throw block parties. So like my mom's side of the family, they've been lit like since forever. Mm. Okay. Um, and I remember being a kid and he invited some of his friends over and I remember uh, the man opening the door and a woman got out of the car at the time. I did not know like what trans was or anything like that. Um, and this had to be like 90, I want to say about like 96, maybe. Damn. Uh, so this was in the nineties. Um, and so I remember looking up and thinking, okay, I've never seen a woman like you before, but there's something different. And I remember thinking that as a young um, young kid. And I remember my dad pulling me to the side and saying, you know, no matter what, no matter how somebody chooses to live their life, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't affect your bedroom, what's going on in there, it's none of your business. And um, he always made it a point to say, you know, like y'all's uncle, like nobody in the family could ever talk about him especially around my dad, because he would always, you know, take up for him and say, hell, if anything, if I'm going to have somebody around me, I know your uncle over here, he always down the ride. He always down to go to bed, do whatever. So, like, you know, from a young age, I've always just realized that and was taught that. And been around it, I wouldn't say annoyingly, uh, because even my grandmother, like, very welcoming. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have family members who were not as welcoming because some people in my family still don't even believe in interracial marriage. Definitely. You know, like, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, you know, my grandma was, like, always the, oh, my house is the family house. Come bring whoever, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, like you said, it was just wasn't a problem or whatever. Um, I fuck with that heavy because, mm-hmm. and the reason I asked that is because all the friends that I had prior to college, after me coming out, immediately we were no longer friends. The The friends mm-hmm. that I made after coming out in college are the ones that I maintain the best relationships with throughout my whole situation. So I just find it interesting. It's like, so when I was pretending to be someone, the friends that I made while pretending to be that person, as soon as I was like not that person to them, it was like, okay, we're done. Y'all were never friends. 
Yeah, I think, but I, I think on the other side of it too, I have a cousin that is gay. She has never come out and said she was gay to the family. I just know, like, yeah. and me, I used to be her alibi when I was in school. Like, I would ride with her to go oh. see her girlfriends or to go visit her friends. So her mom would be like, oh, she got, she got Erica with her. Well, they, I mean, they call me squirrel. <laughs> she got squirrel with her, so she good. Like, I knew. So I guess like seeing how she was treated and like till this day, like she, she, I think she may be like 32, 33. She still hasn't, which you, I, I struggle with whole, the whole coming out thing, like in general, because I, I, I feel like, like if you're, if you're not gay, you don't have to come out and say, oh, I'm straight. Like you don't throw this old big party. Like, oh my gosh, I'm straight. Like, Hey, I just struggle with like people coming out, but I understand like it could be a celebratory thing anyways. But she has never like openly said she was gay. Like she lived with a whole woman now, like live her life. When she come back home, like people pretend to like it's not there. And I think seeing her being uncomfortable with her own family and not mm-hmm. wanting to come out and like express and just truly be happy. Like I feel like she has to come around the family and be somebody else. And I want to like just grab her like, girl, like we know, like it's okay for you to be you. Like it is what it is, you know. I think just seeing that, and also, like like Q said, my mama used to get her hair done by, he wasn't transgender. He, now I know now it's drag. But like, you know, he'll come do her hair one day as a guy. The next day, he might have his hair done up and be, you know what I'm saying, come in to do her hair. And me not knowing what it was. But I think just like the earlier exposure. And like you said, my mom had the conversation with me. Like people are people. Like it is what it is. People choose to live their life like they want to live their life. Like you can't live their life for them. Right. You ain't gonna answer for them. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they choose to be. If they are happy, if it's too many unhappy people in the world. If they are happy Amen. doing what they want to do, then that's just what it is. Um, so I think, like you said, like, the early exposure and then me seeing my cousin go through that and just being mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Shoot. Be who you are. Like, I don't know. I just want to be that person. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. people feel like they are okay with being themselves around. Yes. And that's a blessing. Hey, D girl, what is your, what are your several situations? <laughs> right, let's, let's get to this. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. Ooh, let's see. My first time coming out to someone was um, right, right before I got to the ninth grade. Um, it was me and another person. I'm scared of you. We was and coons, played ball together and everything. Remember you know? this story. We ended up calling each other. <laughs> I ended up calling her and was like, hey, I got something to tell you. She was like, I got something to tell you too. I'm like, okay, you go first. And uh, she was like, nah, you go first. I was like, look, dude. I said, I think I'm gay. She said, what? Because uh, I'm gay too. I got a girlfriend. I said, what? I said, dang, because I'm trying, you know, seeing this little shawty, and um, I kind of think I'm gay. <laughs> so she was like, well, we can't tell nobody because, you know, we're going to the you know, ninth grade or whatever. So this is going to be all this secret. So for the ninth grade, we, you know, kind of kept it a secret, but did keep it a secret because um, something ended up happening <laughs> in the ninth grade. <laughs> it wasn't no secret. <laughs> That's what ended up happening. Um, uh, I had a boyfriend at the time. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Why am I trigger right now? Why am I 
right now. Like I'm reliving this all over again. <laughs> I forgot all about this. <laughs> yes, I I had a boyfriend at the time, and somebody ended up telling him before I could, and yeah, he did not talk to me for like until we got to the tenth grade. <laughs> oh my god, girl! Now he was. No matter how many times I said I was sorry, <laughs> he was hurt, he did not honey. <laughs> Like, but yeah, that's my first story of my coming out. My second one was uh, my brother um, ended up telling um, my mm-hmm. my mama um, coming out though. Dang, I hate when people try to out people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Dude, all right. Like you're right. It's, it really wasn't a coming out because I didn't say it. My damn self. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I didn't say it then, hey, it didn't happen. But, you know, brother went through some stuff that I had, some letters that I had, you know, was writing back and forth to a little, you know, a little girl that I was talking to back then. We used to write Around letters. Time, you, you know, you like, from to you know, that little thing where you fold it up. Fold it up. Not fold it up into a little football. <laughs> you know, you know, write the little whole thing, my song, the date and everything. That's, you know, had that going on. Yeah. So he ended up telling my mama, which she didn't say nothing to me until we, I was on a basketball trip and I came back and I ended up having a hickey on my neck. Didn't know the damn hickey was was just all out. <laughs> On my neck. Oh, we're at, we're at Mazio's. We're at Mazio's. Not like, Mazio's oh, pizza. <laughs> what's that on your neck? I said, "What you mean?" Because I didn't know the damn hickey was there. <laughs> I mean, good <laughs> I didn't know the damn hickey was there. Rewind it back. Even with that, I'm on this basketball trip. Me and this girl, you know, in the room. You know, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. The coach ended up knocking on the on the door because she was doing room check. Girl, I had to hide my black ass in the bathroom and stand up on top of the damn um sink. So when she looked in the bathroom, she didn't see me. <laughs> she didn't know that me and the girl was you know together. Wait, was this guys involved? Okay. Huh? Did we go to guys involved? I think we did. This was, was guys involved. Okay, okay. I okay. think we did. <laughs> Girl, not a black teenage coming of age movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing Kim perched on this damn wow. <laughs> This damn soul perched on a fucking sink. <laughs> She just mm-hmm. knew you know why. something was up with that girl. Mm-hmm. I did. 
Uh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ended up having a hickey on my neck when I got back home. Sitting in Mazio's, mama told me some, what's that on your neck? I'm like, what, it, what you talking about? Because I didn't know that the damn hickey was there. She was like, oh, where you get the hickey from? I said, hickey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So me, I got up while we in Mazio's, went to the bathroom, Looked at my neck, I said, shit, bitch, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> like, you could have put some makeup on. I'm sitting up here talking to myself in the bathroom at Mazio. Like, damn, what the fuck you gonna tell me? Oh, I know the vibes, I know the vibes. <laughs> so we, she basically is like disgusted. She didn't even eat the rest of her damn food. We uh-uh. get up, she was like, I'm finna take your ass off the basketball team. You not finna yada 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 you for the move to a new school yeah i'm just like move to a new school what you talking about girl <laughs> i said oh no baby that's you know we like we really got into it because she talking about taking me out the basketball team all this because i'm still picturing like the pepperoni pizza and shit on the table oh <laughs> like, she like literally had the like pizza in her hand and she's like biting into it and she's looking at me crazy. And I'm trying to figure out like why she's looking at me crazy. It was hickey on my neck. So this lady ends up coming to the school Wait. and telling the coach uh-uh. I'm going to take her off the basketball team because you allowed this shit to happen. Like she went off on the coach. Like went straight off like went off (laughs) telling her yeah you allowed this to happen my daughter yada 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 she finna get taken off the basketball team and she looking at me talking about what would your damn daddy think about this what would your daddy think about this so me i'm a damn daddy's girl knowing knowing that my damn daddy didn't you know he went down with the with the get down he wasn't until you know he was on the right. You know, so I'm just up there crying, like, don't tell him, don't tell him, yada, yada, yada. And so she promised me that she wasn't going to take me off the team. And then the coach told me some, well, I'll make sure I separate them. All that kind of bull jazz. My second, my third, ooh, third coming out story um, was to, uh, I think it was to y'all, uh, E and Q. Is it, was it really a coming out story? I mean, we, we, I mean, it really wasn't, y'all. What happened? Because y'all, y'all knew who I was dating. Y'all knew everything. Y'all, y'all did. Y'all knew who I Wait, was. Wait, hold on. When did, what grade did the mess y'all stay in? Saw the abuse that I was going through. Um, that, what? you know, I was, I was getting abused. <laughs> but now, wait a minute, day. hold on, now. Now, hold on. <laughs> you I'm, said I'm what grade this. was the Mazio situation? Yeah, I was trying to piece together this timeline. The Mazio situation was, um, had to be 10th grade. 10th grade. Because, you know, she left our, our, <laughs> <laughs> she left our senior <laughs> She did the senior year. She did. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was just gonna say, yeah, that it was the summer. It was the summer when we were going to eleventh grade. Yes, the summer going to eleventh grade. We didn't have Big Sasha and them. They went on the team. We did because we had went up to um, what's called Tupelo. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I don't think, I don't know if we talked about it. I just remember her coming to me, asking me for um, advice. No. And um, asking me about some things and me just looking at her like, hmm, I'm so sorry that I cannot help you. Um, I wish you the best. Right. Um, you know, we'll talk about it off you camera. Be a better girl. <laughs> <laughs> she was off asking camera? me. You know we ain't gonna put you in that light. We're gonna talk about this off camera. Okay. I feel like you camera. know. I feel like she had the same conversation with me and I talked to you about it. I didn't talk to you about it. I just shut up about it. I talked to her about it. I did. Off camera. Off camera. Because I was I, like, I, I mean, I know, I know what you going with this. We're gonna do this. Off right. Because <laughs> you know, right. it's not gonna help it. Mm-mm. Boop, boop, like, yeah. um, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I feel like I know this story. I I don't know this story, but I feel like I know KB enough to know uh-huh. Uh-huh. if somebody's coming to somebody asking for advice. Uh huh. <laughs> So we just gonna move right on along. <laughs> right. Um, Katie, I have a question. Um, yes. Okay. So you had your situation. Ninth grade was the ninth grade, girl. See, for me, I'm like, oh my god, that's so young. Cause, cause I waited, but I feel like the energy that the person you came out to, you probably felt something that you wouldn't feel judged in that space, which is why- And you I did. Failed. You did? Yes. Like the person that I came out to, mm-hmm. because we was like on the same wavelength, mm-hmm. you know, we both was like that tomboyish type. Mm-hmm. We, you know, was feeling women, but we didn't want nobody to know because the parents gonna be like, oh, <laughs> let me take y'all, you know. Right, right, right. You don't right, have right. parents. Y'all was, y'all was so. Sneakers, 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 sneakers. <laughs> see, me, I, which I guess you say ninth grade. I guess I did. Because you up until ninth grade, I had not met anyone else that was gay. Ever. <laughs> to my knowledge. Because, um, and I feel like, like when my, when my dad used to say, like, we had no idea. When my mom said, they used to have no idea. I always call bullshit because they used to try to make me, well, my dad used to try to make me do things, I think, deliberately to, like, introduce masculinity to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It backfired because, hmm, attracted to masculinity. So, <laughs> you put putting you know, a right in front of me. <laughs> that part, bro. Hey. He used to be like, I'm going to teach you how to box. And he tried to teach me how to box. And then he hit me in my face and, like, busted my lip. And then my mom was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, we're done with that girl. Um, the fights that I've had at school, right. I'm good. So <laughs> I don't need your help with that. Um, then he basically made me, I think I might have told this story before, he made me play football. Yes. Girl, mistake, 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 mistake on his Ooh. part, honey. My, hey entire, boy. my entire <laughs> life, girl. Because you know, <laughs> the white boys in junior high are very much like homoerotic. Very much. All the white boys are hunching each other. All the white boys want you to touch them. It gives very much those vibes. Sports, locker room, seventh grade vibes. Girl, 
So she was living. <laughs> I was like, girl, and I'm fast and I can catch the ball. Girl, yes. <laughs> Tackle me, boo. <laughs> girl, it was very much there. Like, don't push me down. <laughs> I hope you don't push me. <laughs> I hope you don't tackle me real hard. Grab me. It was very those vibes, but my internal monologue was like, girl, push me down. Mm, and get on top of me. Give it all that energy. So when I got the ninth grade, I was in this program called Oprah Bam and this is where I met my first group of like gay kids that I knew were gay and like introduced themselves to me and such um from from motherfucking Hazelhurst motherfucking Hazelhurst that was my first experience with like oh you go to a school where it's predominantly black that's interesting and new that was new to me honey so they put me on game real fast because <laughs> you know everybody was into thug niggas and what 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 <laughs> so they put me on game real quick and of course it was like only the gay kids had cars because you know <laughs> so all the boys would it was like a whole situation so i bet those kids in ninth grade and that's also where i pretty much met the cousin that I ended up coming out to. Cause I had I had seen him before around as kids, but family drama, my daddy really didn't want my mama hanging around his daddy because his daddy was hella fine and single and liked the flirt. <laughs> so my daddy was always like, y'all can't hang around him and his family. Not jealous. Ooh, so that's where I first met Trey and then ended up coming out to Trey, whole situation. But like you coming out in ninth grade because you felt comfortable and you knew that girl, I knew him enough to know that I would be in a safe space to come yes. out to him. So right. like, people always like, well, we already know. Why don't you just come out? Like he was mentioning earlier, I got a cousin. She haven't come out to the family yet. Sometimes it just do not be feeling like a safe space. And maybe not even physically, maybe emotionally, I don't feel safe enough to come into a space and tell you who I am when I've heard you say things my whole life that contradict who I am. So I feel that totally. I've only come out to my parents and my siblings. Nobody else in my family have I verbalized coming out to. And all them nosy motherfuckers used to be all up on my, you know, social medias. Why he in this, that, and he going, and where is he? None of your motherfucking business. And you can be in my face talking to me. Today, some of these people can be in my face talking to me, asking me all the right questions, but I would never come out to them. I would never verbalize that. They could be in my house with me and my husband, honey, <laughs> trying to get all the tea. And I would probably just be like, But I wonder, like, what's the stigma with, like, with guys or boys that want to come out versus girls? You know what I'm saying? And then it's always the same the parent that has the biggest issue. Because like, I, we, always. for some reason, I feel like when it's a man, it presents this energy of taking advantage of other younger male individuals. Um, it presents this image of, well, we're boys, like how I mentioned, like the 
homoeroticism that boys be giving like in junior high when they be coming of age it gives the vibes mm-hmm. like oh we do we, we can do this together and I can walk around you this way together but then when you come out it's like oh I can't do this around you because you're going to try to come on to me you're going to try to hit on me you're going to try to sneak one over on me and that may be some people's missions it ain't mine like that, that literally may be some people's missions and all the people that I know, that's not our mission in life. And the quote unquote men that aren't of the lifestyle that we've had interactions with came to us with wanting to have those interactions. KD, I'm sure, especially in college, honey, girls presenting one thing, <clears throat> but be knock, knock, knock at 2 a.m., honey, trying to receive another college in high school (laughs) (laughs) even uh, high school yes for some reason there's just a real negative connotation to that but i also think that comes with people not being able to be free sexually Mm -hmm. which is something that i am and it's something that i like talk about often just because you have experiences don't mean you fit into a category it's how i personally look at it i know lots of heterosexual people that have quote unquote done things that aren't heterosexual, but they still identify as heterosexual. So for me, that person is heterosexual. For me, I can't speak for nobody else, but I know people like this and they present this way in the world. They move this way in the world. And that's just what it is. And I feel like a lot of people can't really conceptualize that. Okay. I tried this once. I really ain't like it. So I, I get what you're saying. Right. You can't do that. Whereas women, because you know, patriarchy. So men are typically attracted to the idea of two women being involved sexually with each other. Yes. Regardless if it's, you know, stud, whatever, whatever. It's two women and a man is always going to feel more dominant over women. So he's going to feel like regardless of what the situation is, a man can come into the situation. Now I'm having sex with both of you. Mm, that's not really not something much. that I feel like I mean, women no. fantasize about I don't think women fantasize walking into a space with two men and having sex with them not on a large scale dudes be doing that even if the girl is like I'm a lesbian I've never had sex with a man never that's not something that I want if the girl is slightly cute in his head he can make that happen he can try it yeah he can try exactly so girls can get away with holding each other's hands going to the bathroom each other kissing each other licking on each other sucking on each other and it's all just kind of like oh that's so cute look at them they're so free but bitch two men make eye contact and it's like why are you looking at my eyes so long nigga Okay, well, let's just put it on the table um, because a lot of dudes who are homophobic or they put a, like a lot of spotlight on it, a lot of times they have those feelings or they have those thoughts yes. of wanting to do something with the same sex. Um, but because of society or the environment they grew up in, they can't act on it. And so they... They oversell their their hetero. What is it? Is it is heterosexuality a thing? I made up a word. I made up a word. (laughs) No. 
they they over they oversell their masculinity and right like, yes. oh, okay. and then they end up trying to hurt us and kill us in the process to really right. amplify the fact of their disgust because when i say these things it's not like movies books these are things i have seen with my own two eyes in person in an intimate setting but I've i don't been even with think somebody i feel like it's uh you're doing something that i want to do so you're <laughs> you're living the way that i want to live and i can't do that so i'm really like mad you know what i'm saying that you know that's definitely the answer that's the energy. and that's and that and that's what it gives, yeah. and to the people that like want to come out and they can't feel it in themselves to like say, hey, mm-hmm. hey, I am this. Mm-hmm. Just be you. Be and you and find a safe space. When you become yourself, right? You like when you become the person that you know that you truly are. You will feel like so fucking so much better, like because it's like a weight has been lifted up off your shoulders. The people that want to come out, like just be you. Like if that's who you are, then hey, just can't nobody else judge you. Just live your life. You're happy with yourself. You're happy with life. You're not having to worry about whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Shit, just just be you. I mean, because can't nobody tell you how to live your damn life. Can't nobody tell you how to do your life. Because the gag is, a lot of people may not know. People that went to college with me, that like went went to college with me, like, I've done a lot of things. I've done a lot of different types of things. (laughs) I I have really uh, explored the things that the Lord has laid forth. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Southern Miss may do it to you. But I identify as how I identify and I live my life how I choose to live my life. But I've done so many things and it wasn't in a space of let me sneak and do it. Let me hide. I mean, that may be some people's ministries. It just wasn't mine. But to piggyback off you, Katie, once you stop living that double life, honey, once you stop being a soap opera actress, trust me, your life gets so much easier because there is nothing like having to be somebody in one setting and then turn around and be a completely different person in another setting. That shit is draining and exhausting. And that's why so many people get so it, depressed it and want to end their lives. Because it's it's yeah. honestly, truly not easy. And a lot of people can't really... A lot, get people, a lot of people equate it to, oh, well, I, we talked about code switching before. This is beyond. This is this is far beyond code switching. This isn't you it walking is. in and talking proper to your boss, but then being a ghetto hood rat at home. Hmm. This is being <laughs> this is being two separate individuals, and you have to it do is. it well because if you don't, your life might be at risk. So. Right. That shit is not bomb. And some of us thought we were so good at it, but really the gag is we weren't, but nobody ever tested us. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I look back, I look back in junior high and I'm like, girl, not had a girlfriend. Who checked? Like, girl, we're not, not in high school. Quick story before we end, because I know we spent a long time on this subject. It's kind of like a passionate thing for me and KD. KD probably, <laughs> you may remember this. I was in New Orleans with you when this occurred, girl. So I had a girlfriend, like, 
I don't know, eighth, ninth grade or something like that. But I got the vibes that it was a safe space. <laughs> so we were both trying to like, girl, your mama know my mama. Let's just date, girl. <laughs> just date, girl. We had tried to kiss a couple of girls. It just wasn't giving. <laughs> so it wasn't giving. Many moons later, after I had, you know, explored the fruits of the earth, I was in New Orleans, probably with KD and Q, to be honest. Q oh, probably, probably ducked off in Baton Rouge. Who really knows? But because oh, <laughs> he's one for like, oh yeah, let's go to New Orleans. And the next thing we know, he's in Baton Rouge three hours away. But <laughs> we were in New Orleans, girl, and this girl walked by and I recognized her. And I was like, Skylar. And she was like, Jeremy, mama was full stud, honey. I'm talking Studs, studs, stud vibes. And I'm in New Orleans. So when I'm in New Orleans, I typically be living my best of lives. So mm-hmm. I was real flamboyant and extra. And we just kind of stood there and looked at each other. And we were like, damn, girl. <laughs> we really did that, girl. We deserve a we deserve an Oscar, girl. <laughs> we really, we really did that. And all we could do is laugh because she's looking at me like. I'm giving full sissy vibes. I'm looking at her like, girl, this is a man. Work. (laughs) And it was just so funny that our paths had crossed like in ninth grade, trying to pretend to be something that we weren't. Several years later, randomly following each other's paths and are just kind of like, damn, we are really living, living our full lives right now. And it was just a bomb moment for us. Bomb moment. Katie, thank you for this topic, girl. That was real cute. You're welcome. That was real cute. Let's, okay. Let's um I hate I hate saying heterosexual. Like I don't I just don't feel like I should have to say that. Because people don't come out as heterosexual. And I feel like I, I, like you said, homosexual people, we shouldn't really honestly, nobody should be forced to come out. People should just be living the way they choose to live from the get-go. In the words of Missy Elliott and gossip folks, stop talking about who I'm sticking and licking. You just mad it ain't yours. <laughs> so, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. I just want to say, like, find you somebody that you trust. And if you if you do tell some people and you lose those people, they truly don't have your well-being at heart. Like, they don't care about you. Because if they truly cared about you, it is what it is. Like, I mean, you know, you have those people that have to, like, digest it and then come back. That's fine. Right. People process differently. But if right. they truly shut you out and completely walk out of your life, they weren't meant to be there to begin with. Like, right. live your life for yourself. It, life too short, too much going on for you to be living unhappy. That's all I want to say. Correct. And to the people um, that I have um, said some bad things to, which, you know, called them out their names or whatever the case may be, Repent. you know, I do apologize. I apologize because, you know, that's not right. I mean, you're going to be who you are and we're just going to leave it at that. That part. Growth. Yeah, and every, and every gay person don't want to be transgender either. I'm so tired of hearing it. And I, I mean, know, no, right? I mean, I'm a homegrown woman. Like, that's just like, just because I want to be a little tomboy, be stud, I want to just wear a dress, that don't mean I want to be a man. Just because I want to be flamboyant on it, don't mean I want to be a woman. Stop saying that. Thank I'm you. Just, thank I you. Put them in the pits. 
I'm sorry. Thank you, E. I'm sorry. Thank you, E, because I'm a full-grown woman out here, baby. Uh, I, I squat to piss in public, bitch. Uh, don't play with me. That's why I'm always posting, honey. King and queen, girl. You may give feminine energy, honey, but she, do, he, he doesn't want right? breasts. And I love my penis. There's a lot going on in this chat right now. What is happening? Okay, moving right on into the Let's move on in there. The three of y'all just went in three different directions. Okay, the pig. We're just gonna give data. We're gonna give data stage because I feel like you got you got a full drag out that you gotta go for. You know what I'm saying? And okay, you know what? Way, honestly, I'm always be a pit, but your pits is very current. So honestly, honestly, I thought I had a lot to say, but somebody else said it so much better than me a little bit earlier. I'm gonna see if I can play it for you all. Give me just a second here. Okay, well, while he's trying to find that, I'm going to just say my pits this week. Dear Mitch McConnell, you old, <laughs> tortoise-looking bitch. I'm so sick of you. You look he's like... still a- alive? Yes, with that black-ass hand. I don't know what's going on with that hand. But I feel like it's about to fall off. It's giving Prince Philip vibes. <laughs> I feel like when Prince Philip was born, Mitch McConnell... <laughs> was the one who looked and said, it's a boy. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch McConnell has been here since the dawn of time. Not Voldemort. (laughs) Yes. And I feel like, you know, he's just searching for the next conservative white person, white senator in Congress to suck the life out of. So to keep living. Absolutely. Um, But you trying to block uh, a voting rights bill to protect the voting rights for all Americans. And because you're calling the that voting rights bill a power grab, that's not a power grab. That's just protecting the liberties of every American citizen. So just a big fuck you to you, Mitch McConnell. And it's about time. I hope that they stop voting your ass in there. It's about time you go. Okay. It's you, been about time. you and all your droopy skin. It's time. I feel you with that. And um, the reason they keep doing it is because it's been working. Honestly, truly. The system has been working for them. So this new development of like, mm, not Black Lives Matter. Mm, not Me Too movement. Mm, not this. It's really hard for some of these old white men to get a grasp on, hey, the world has changed in the position that I hold, our views should change with the country, not try to hold the country back in a place it was 50 fucking years ago. Can we progress? Thank you. Isn't that what your job is supposed to be, like the progression of the country? Oh, and to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, I see y'all too, quit pandering to the LGB TQ plus community while y'all still are agreeing with the courts about um, what is it religious organizations being able to discriminate against people in the community (sighs) listen I said this before it's better than Donald but the Democrats honey (laughs) they really they really be dick riding the Republicans so hard 
when Democrats get in office. And I'll be like, but they'll be doing the same for y'all. Nothing at all. Y'all always talking about reaching across the aisle. You know what? I'm sick of all of you. All of y'all. So moving on. Fuck that bitch. Moving on. Okay, I found it, y'all. Here we go. Let me, right, let me, let me know if y'all can. I on my Twitter timeline. I'm ready to hear. I ain't listening to it. <laughs> let me know if y'all can hear this, though. And the more you lie on me, the more your face is gonna keep melting like an old chocolate brownie on a hot Miami sunny day. You talking about I look like shit when shit look like it should be your first name. Front and center on your birth certificate. Name, shit manure young dude. You had the OG Snoop Dogg come down to Miami coming to Sundays thinking he patronizing your restaurant. And that ain't even your restaurant, Trickyana. That's E-Class Restaurant, the CEO of Po' Boy Entertainment. And that's why you telling people to unfollow me on my social sites because I'm a spit the real. Tell the truth why you said you're going to do everything in your power to keep me off the show. Somebody you claim that nobody knows. You afraid I'm going to sabotage your reputation with them fake ass storylines y'all got going on. Let me tell your old stale dog biscuit face ass something. You and your five sagging chin. If you and that sickly looking Christmas tree on top of your head keep me in your mouth, I'm going to have a field day roasting your ass. And boy, don't you ever talk about somebody having some shitty breath with them old ass Coke 45 beer cans attached to your gums. Fool, you should be the shitty shape mascot or logo with all that aluminum in your grill your mouth should have COVID-19 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 nigga you should have a contract with all the local garbage companies your mouth make dumpster juice and you love calling me broke but bitch why you over there on Bego like the everyday average ass joke I thought you said you was getting money over there on Love and Hip Hop Miami oh you wanted some of that shit dragging in yacht money huh nigga get off the gas you struggling like everybody else during the pandemic always like somebody hit you in the face with a bag of mixtape CD with that ugly ass hairline looking like a grizzly bear slap the shit out of you. Bitch, you be on national TV with funeral makeup on, trying to hide all them goddamn casket shark. Supreme Domino piece of face ass nigga. Boy, your face would spoil my appetite. I wouldn't dare eat around you. You a full grown ass man trying to create a hairline with black spray. Fuck wrong. Let me tell your first place casket ready looking ass something. You and the government yeah, really, in front of your forehead need to have several seats with your two-tone face and neck ass. That liver spot on your face looks like somebody took a cigarette and put it out on your forehead. And I'm getting sick and tired of this little pep and pew mustache. If you don't get that smidium bullshit off your face, alopecia, I thought thin and hair ass nigga. Always talking about somebody and looking like the shitty mo. Oh, no. Okay. So Thank I would you guys like to for tuning into the pits. Uh. <laughs> I would like to shout out that young lady for reading, reading, reading Trick Daddy down. <laughs> because listen, listen, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna try to be quick. I'm gonna try to be quick. See, I didn't want to read you because of the lupus, but you bought this on yourself. <laughs> what you should have done after Trina's versus battle is put out some music if you wanted some attention. What you didn't have to do was bring your big sloppy ass on Clubhouse talking about Beyonce don't write her own music. One, that's a tired ass read, bitch, because I don't know if Trina write her own music, bitch, and that's the biggest claim to your fame. So please get it together. Anywho, y'all really done and tired with that and Nikki didn't really boost y'all head with the no writing things, girl, because, girl, writers have been around forever. 
Mm-hmm. And then you say she can't sing. Now you just delusional. And it could be a possibility that the medications that you on have altered your ability to hear. I don't know. I didn't do the research. <clears throat> but to say she can't sing is just an out flat out lie. Now people may have their different rankings of singers and whatnot and whatnot. But to say she can't sing, foolish, dumb, ignorant. Then you go on to say that Jay-Z is not the greatest rapper alive. I mean, sure, that's subjective. Maybe he doesn't rap the type of music that you rap or that you like. Great. But then you go on to say that the only reason New York fucks with him is because Biggie died and that they needed a a hero. So they just named Jay-Z the greatest rapper in New York. I mean, it's very much reaching. It's very much reaching. You claim to be the king of Miami. I don't know if anybody else is backing this. And again, I will say this. This is credit to Trina. If Trina was not an artist, bitch, you would have not been relevant out of like after 1993. Let's be very, very clear about these things that I am saying. If it were not for Trina, the diamond princess, bitch, we would not even still be talking about you. And that's just cut. You got other artists. Why don't we hear about them hoes? You a rapper. Where's the music trick? What is really going on? What prompted you to get your ass on Clubhouse, basically make a fool of yourself, the little restaurant, which... Apparently, it might not even be yours. Girl, the ratings went from 4.0 down to, I believe, 2.7 because you fucked with the wrong ones. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? 2.6. Not about you. It was never really about you. We salute you for finding Trina. That's why I salute you. I'm not from Miami. Miami might be like, no, we really fuck with him and this song and this album. Bitch, I don't know you. I don't know you. But who I do know, know Beyonce, bitch, worldwide, honey. Worldwide. Now, that I do know. That I know for a fact. I don't have to guess about that part. Jay-Z, they know that whole worldwide. Now, that's just the things that I know, okay? Trina, we know her throughout the country. Mama may go over to Dubai, may go over to London, you know, catch a gig or two. But we know you through Trina and you have to stop getting on the internet still talking about the shit you did in 92. You have to quit. You have to be done. As far as I'm concerned, bitch, I like class better. If I'm being honest and truthful. And all them colorful ass outfits. Oh, I'm so sick of all them pastel colors. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm being honest. Uh, to me, Plies is the king of Miami. Quiet as is kept, pearly Plies. Well, shit. Honestly, if you want to be honest, Beyonce is the king of Miami because she can go to his city and shut it down tonight. I mean, it's just the facts on the facts. And then to go on and salute Chris Brown, which no hate to Chris Brown. Chris Brown is probably the best next male thing that we have to Michael Jackson. Chris is not doing, has not done, will never do Beyonce type, stadium type tours and concerts. That's just not, that's not. And Michael Jackson was a performer. You gonna sit here and try to tell me Michael Jackson could sing? 
A vocalist? But was it his? Was it? Was it? Was is it Chris Brown's artistry that won't take him there? It's because we canceled him a long time ago. It's a it's it's the Rihanna beatings that um really grounded his career. Let's be honest, because Chris Brown does have vocal ability, but you gonna say Chris Brown can outsing Beyonce is basically what you're saying. Oh wait, is that what he said? And that's just not the T. <sighs> It's not the T and it never will be the T. And I don't know why you would randomly be dick riding Chris Brown unless y'all got a song coming out. And I don't see Chris Brown doing no fucking music with you, ho. Not with you. I don't even see Chris Brown doing music with Trina. Mm. So where are you over here battling and rambling on with? Your nasty ass collard greens. Your nasty dry ass cornbread. You need to be focused. You know what? This is not the Lord's will. Does he still allegedly like um, sprinkle coke in his blunts? Because if he does, I have a theory about why he's randomly dick riding um, Chris Cheekbone Browns. Um, is it a community of coke? Is that what you're saying? Oh the yeah, alleg community? allegedly. It's a is coke it, party. Is it, allegedly. Is it, is it, is it, Allegedly, is it all it's a party. It's a party. It's a party. <laughs> oh no, Kim! It's not that type of party. <laughs> That's not Kim. No I'm, I'm done. We be trying to let you. We be trying to let you have what you be trying to have. When you got on Love and Hip Hop and you tried to come for Trina, like you the one that put her on, true, and then she has nothing without you, maybe. But the the there's been a role reversal, and you have to accept that. Like Trina read your ass for filth and said, what is Trick done for the last 10 years? All these people have heard my music within the last 10 years. She's right. Mm -hmm. The truth is the truth. Issues. The truth is the truth, Trick Daddy. Oh, Slay Trick or get eliminated, you silly ass whore. It's not for you. It's not for you. I'm surprised Joy was with your ass for so long because if I was her, I could not have done it. Okay. Next. Thank you guys for tuning into the pits this week. <laughs> and in closing, we still have Trina. Leave huh? I said we still have Trina, so you know her. Yeah. Oh Lord. Um. Thank you guys. Love, uh, right. Why is it so quiet now? It's so somber. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot. I'm upset. <laughs> and in closing, we will leave you guys with this here. Again, thank you all. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for joining us on a conversation. Oh, sis. <laughs> Please drop in the comments. Please, please, please tell us your coming out stories. If you have experience come out, tell us about you accepting your friends for who they were. Let us know what's popping in your life. Yes, as Q has it up on the screen, follow us on IG at the underscore pitch underscore podcast. I still say Q, your writing is so nice. Love it, love it, love it. Follow, subscribe, like, comment, share. Join us on IG throughout the week for all the posts that we make. Please, please, please. We appreciate you. We love you. And on that note.
Nobody? Hey, we're out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we are out. <laughs> Let your melanin pop severely. Bye, y'all. Uh Thank you for tuning in to the Pit Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at the underscore pits underscore podcast, where you can access the link in the bio to find out where you can listen to us and also our YouTube channel. Please, please, please subscribe, hit the notification bell so you can be alerted every time we drop the visual versions of our podcast. Also, please comment, share, like the podcast. That will help us out so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all have a blessed day.